The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. And welcome to a brand new episode of Eat Sleep List. You're on for list making right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and back together we are after a week apart. Uh, my good friend, my pal, uh, Mr. Daniel Torres. Danny, Dan, Dan Boy. I never called you Danny before. It's weird. <laughs> um, how you doing? I'm good. It's good to be back with you. I feel like things are more complete with you around. Of course. Um, I was hoping to get an episode in while you were gone. Uh, my schedules with uh, the what's going on duo didn't end up not aligning necessarily. And then work has just been a B-I-T-C-H for lack of a better word and not to lose listeners right at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> um, but I am so glad to be back with you. I'm so glad you had a great time in Indy. And hey, your Colts got a strong start to the season, even with a loss. And they look great. They were a lot of fun, man. It was uh, it was a lot better than the last time I went. I'll say that much. But uh, we were I was very, very fortunate. We had a great group of guys, seven people. And we we went, we ate, we went out and partied. We watched football. We did a tour. Um, couldn't have think, you know, had a better group of people, um, to, to make my last trip to Indy for a few years. Um, it was quite the little celebration always, you know, wish you could have had one more day, um, one more day to go, one more day to stay and kind of spread your legs a little bit and, and maybe do something or, or try something else. But, um, I have, I, I am, my heart is full. It was a, it was a wonderful time. If only they had gotten a win, that would have been stellar. Uh, that's the only thing that the trip was missing. But honestly, the game was fun and uh, a lot of hope um, going forward with uh, with the new quarterback and head coach. So everything is great. Everything is is doing well. Yeah, at least, you you know, you didn't have a Roger situation where your new quarterback comes out and then four snaps in is just gone. So I think that yeah. that's a big victory in itself right there. I heard he may have gotten a concussion on this past Sunday, but I mean, that's the, those happen in football, too. That's yeah, not it was ending thing. It was completely accidental. Um, you know, it was a push and as the back of his head landed on the turf. So it bounced and, and this and that. But um but yeah, it's it, hopefully he gets better. Uh, he will, I, I I would imagine. So he seemed all right when he popped up, but he said he didn't feel great on the sideline. So, um, so yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see how it transpires. But nonetheless, uh, so far so good out of AR five. So absolutely. 
Um, so coming back today, this week, I, I was like, all right, Dan, you know, we got a couple options here that I want to roll with. Either one, something Star Wars related, because obviously we're in the middle of uh, yeah, the very first, hopefully just the first and not just the only uh, season of Ahsoka. So Star Wars stuff is really high. But also um, I gave him the option of doing something football related because now we are um, we're in week two. We're onwards to week three already. Um Seemingly, uh, I can't believe we're already in the third, going into the third week. Uh, let's do something football related. And Dan and I have talked sports stuff many a time. We've done jerseys, we've done I think venues, uh, sports moments, sports sports heels, uh, at, amongst other things. And um, we never done a exclusive uh, football list as far as um, actually. I don't think we've done an exclusive football list ever. I don't think we uh, have. Uh, I don't I don't believe I have I've done an a- athletes list and, and stuff like that but um, I yeah not an exclusive NFL list so we're in the middle of it I would imagine that most of our listeners um, if not at all uh, can appreciate the game of, of, of pro football it is an exciting time in my opinion the the in my personal opinion uh, the best sport it has the most eyes on it um, when it comes to you know uh, the season it it, it there's literally always something going on, whether it's the draft, whether it's training camp, whether it's free agency. The Super Bowl is one of the most watched uh, sports championship games because it is one game, and that's it. That's the only crack that teams have at it. Um, it's my it's my favorite by a long shot um, to watch and enjoy, and and it's nice. You know, it's the only thing that well i guess wrestling kind of used to be like that for me where i would dedicate like my night it's like okay don't bother me this is what i'm doing but man when sundays hit after a long week of work and household chores and everything else just to kind of sit by sit on you know sit and watch football whether it be at home being a recluse or with family with friends um i think there's no better way to uh, to get to, uh, to, to watch it. It's, it's very difficult to do with like some other sports, NBA, MLB, because there's so many games throughout a week and they're so scattered and spread out where football is like, okay, here's a, here's nine games coming at you right at one o'clock or so, something along the lines of that. Um, it, they, they group together everything really nicely. So um, that's why I love it. Um, Dan, you are a, rec- a little bit more of a recent, I would say recent, We'll call it die hard, but you've you've always kind of enjoyed it. I feel, but more recently, you've taken a a, a closer inv- investment into it. So I'm actually excited to hear uh, your takes for today's list of our top ten favorite NFL players all time. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, I was always uh, a Bills fan because in Buffalo you can't get away from it. So you gotta, you know, you gotta like some kind of football. So the game's always on. I was always watching it, even if I wasn't necessarily considering myself a fan. Uh, But then that probably switched up when the Bills made the playoff for the first time is when I really started getting invested in like the seasons and the team, because that was such a big deal for everyone in Buffalo. And you finally got to see like, oh, like this brings the city alive. And then once I started doing fantasy and COVID being a big thing, too, where I was forced to just sit and like chill out for a while i would end up watching you know all the games i possibly could throughout the day and it's it's addicting man i i i'm one of those people that if i go and invest in something i go all in 
And I feel like that's definitely where I'm heading with football, especially with this season. I feel like I'm more invested than ever. Yeah, no, it's been fun to watch your love of it grow. Um, You know, as somebody, I mean, I would say like I've liked football for a long time, but as far as being diehard, it's a lot more, it's a lot more recently than maybe people understand. Like 2015 was the first year that I played fantasy football and I've been just honed in, locked in like ever since that. Like I know every single weird stat, like I'm following the games, like I'm dedicating my life um, or, you know, I not like, well, I guess for a little while it was my life, but just kind of dedicating um my my love of something um that that's outside of myself to football um but yeah 2015 was when things really started to uh my my love of football really blossomed um but i've always been i've always been like kind of a casual um ever since i was younger it's just been you know my parents taking us to games we used to go to the bills preseason games um all the time all the time amongst other you know occasions and uh yeah, it's 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 been a big part of me. So it's actually really cool. And it was very difficult to narrow down uh, 10 people. And I've seen so much football and so many great players, um, you know, over the years. So you and I both have, a, a I guess, a slightly different challenge in this uh, in putting together our top 10 where mine I've seen um, an overabundance. And how do I narrow it down to 10 where you um you're newer to this and I obviously I don't want to speak for you, but you're newer to this and you're like, you know, you're trying to navigate, like, who do I really like? Like, I like a lot. You like a lot of the guys, I'm sure. And I know fantasy helps uh, that perspective quite a bit, but how do I, again, from you, you know, you, who do I really, really like? So I'm actually, it's, it's two completely opposite ends of the spectrum here, um, which, which I thoroughly enjoy. Yeah, I agree. I I'm really looking forward to seeing the differences really show through with this. Absolutely. So uh, you ready to make a list? Let's do it. All right, let's do it, my friend. Our top 10 favorite NFL players all time or current. I guess that's kind of all time. Uh, Let's kick it off, Dan. Your number 10. Uh, Who do you got? So I have to apologize to the really heavy football people out there because I'm not going to have a lot to offer as far as like stats or as far as like certain things go. Uh, but I'm going to base it a, a lot off of opinion in some things I've seen, especially over the past couple of years. Um, but to kick it off at number 10, <laughs> pun intended, uh, I have Evan McPherson at my number 10, uh, who is the kicker for the Bengals. Oh, yeah. Uh, I There's something about this kid that I really like. There's something about kickers in general that I absolutely love because uh, you almost – if you're not making the points, you're the odd man out. It's, you know, it's rarer to miss the points than it is to get it. But, yeah. the but man, when it comes down to those key situations and guys can bury like a 55, 60 yard field goal on a dime, it's just the most impressive freaking thing in the world to, uh, to me. I don't understand how people kick the freaking ball that far all the time. And, it came down to him uh, two years ago in the playoffs. It came down to him in two of the games played in a row. Yeah. And he had to make the game-winning kick in both against the Chiefs and against uh, the Titans that year. And both of those, he nailed 
And his attitude in watching interviews with him and stuff like that is so unbelievable. It's he's just a kid who like really loves the game and really like takes everything seriously. And I have such a respect for that kid. I think he's going to be so good for so many years to come. So my number 10 is Evan McPherson. That is a great choice. Um, Was not expecting that one, but I think you brought, brought up a good point. Everybody like, we all know a couch coach, right? Or couch quarterback, or uh, in the case of this, a couch kicker. Oh, I could have made that. Kickers have so much pressure on them. All right. Their moments are small. Um, I, I love this this line that uh, Diamond Dallas Page once used. Uh, you either define the moment or the moment defines you. And yes. how many kickers have had um, themselves defined by a bad moment? Um you know, Buffalo, notoriously, Scott Norwood, wide right, right? Infamy, absolute infamy. Um, I believe it was Morton Anderson, the kicker for the Minnesota Vikings in 1998. They had the highest, uh, they had the best offense, um, and they were like, okay, we're there, this is a team's a lock to go to the Super Bowl and go play against John Elway and the Denver Broncos. This kicker... I'm I'm pretty sure now it's going to bother me. Um, he hadn't missed a kick all year. Misses it in the in the game winner um, in the NFC Championship game, and they're and the Atlanta Falcons end up going into the uh, going to the Super Bowl that year, which is super super good team. Um, um, but you know it, it's it, great worthy of it, but it sh- it it should have been. Um, the Vikings. All right, right. Let's see. In, in in the same in the same token, too, like when you think of Cody Parkey, what do you think of immediately? The double doink. The double doink, yeah. The double doink with the Bears, that which is one of the most uh, iconic miss kicks of all time. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, one of the more recent ones. That would have Chicago Bears hadn't won a playoff game in um, I think seven years at that point. I think they made the 2011 slash 12 NFC championship game, but yeah, they had a one. They just came off of a great season, won the NFC North and then um, the double doink happened. So yeah, man, it's tough. That's, that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. I don't envy it. And the great ones, you know, stand the test of time. I was fortunate. The Colts had um, Adam Venetieri for a very long time. Uh, one of the most clutch kickers of all time. And he used to describe, how just in the zone he was like just how focused he was and um yeah dude was a dog and yeah kickers are uh it's tough it's tough i don't envy the pressure on him but man what a skill to have seeing some of the shots that these guys make so that is a great number 10 my friend thank you sir all right i was correct by the way i was morton anderson so my nfl history um it survives okay um, I like a variety of different players for a variety of different reasons. Um, two of these on my top 10 are going to be, um, people are going to be like, what, what did this guy say? All right. The way I look at it is this, it is easy to like greatness, right? It's easy. Uh, you know how many people I've come across in my lifetime that their, their favorite sports teams are the New York Yankees, the Dallas Cowboys, the Los Angeles Lakers, 
the Bruins or Penguins from hockey. Like they all just love all the big dynasty teams that have all the rings. Like they just happen to, they just happen to grow up and love that. All right. This it is so easy to throw a, a top 10 list of the, you know, top 10 greatest athletes of all time. I could do a list with Jerry Rice and Barry Sanders and Joe Montana and all these people. All right. But that would be disingenuous. I like, a lot of players, not just for what they show on a football field, but what they show off a football field. And this man had a little bit of a little bit of both. All right. So my number 10, he is the current QB uh, quarterback coach in Carolina. Um, but his name is Josh McCowan. Okay. And people are just like, I, I'm sure we just, we just lost like a bunch of listeners and I don't care. Hear me out. Hear me out. All right. So Josh McCowan, um, this is 20, 16 is 2016 um, coming off a, a, a rough year. Josh McCowan has a reputation for being made of um, glass frequently injured. Um, but this dude had one thing that you couldn't injure and that was heart. And um, 2015, he was the guy 26 uh, in Cleveland and Cleveland, you know, was a laugh. It's still kind of a laughing stock, but it was really a laughing stock around this time. And um 2016, the uh, the the Browns make a move for RG3, who's coming off of a rough couple of years in Washington. Kirk Cousins beat him out for his job there. And McCowan, um, McCowan's relegated to backup. And uh, RG3 plays a game, gets hurt in the first game. And McCowan is called again. And he gets he gets hurt. Um he gets hurt relatively early. I can't remember which quarter it was. But he hurts his non-throwing shoulder, which which affects you know the ability. It does affect the ability to throw. Um, he kept playing. He kept playing. The Browns lost, of course. But um, in his post-game press conference, he goes, um, "Listen, everybody. Like I, I decided to stay in and play hurt. Um, you know, I have a dad and brother who wake up every day. They're sore. They're beat up. They're hurt." And they, they got to, they go to work cause they got to pay the bills. And I, he's like, I have two kids at home. And this is r- roughly what he said. I don't have it uh, exactly verbatim, but um, he was like, I got two young kids at home and I want you know, I want to show them how to deal with toughness. And this dude th- went out there and, and played football with a busted up shoulder. I can't remember the exact injury, like how severe it was, but I don't know if he played the rest of the season. Wow. Um, or very much. And he went out there and finished a football game and is with his shoulder, just, just messed up. Um, he's had other great moments too. There's a great moment from, I believe it's 2004 and McCowan is on the Arizona Cardinals, the team who drafted him. And he, he, he showed resiliency. This Cardinals team was awful. And the Vikings were actually playing to go into the, I'm pretty sure it was Oh four. Um, and the Vikings were playing to get into the playoffs. If they beat the Cardinals, they win the division and go into the postseason. Um, but McCowan throws like a pass in the back corner of the end zone, and it's a touchdown. And the, the Vikings are out, and the Packers are in. And it's a really, really cool moment to go look up. I invite anybody to go see it. But there's one more. Again, there's tons of moments. He actually led the Jets team in 2017, which was a complete rebuild team and played with such ferocity. Um, they beat the playoff bound bills that year. And they were literally a team of just mixed, like whatever we can get for dirt cheap. And he was the quarterback and he played with so much heart, but there was one other time that I really, really enjoyed watching him. And um, it was his last, I believe it was his last game uh, playoffs a couple years ago. 
Uh, he's back up to Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. I believe this is 20. Uh, I think this is 2019. All right. Um, Carson Wentz gets clobbered against the Seahawks, gets a concussion early on, hurt. So McCowan, who is now 40 years old at the time, um, gets called in. This is his first playoff game ever. All right, at 40 years old, and he 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 played hurt. He played with you know his heart out. He's a backup quarterback. Like Carson was the dude, and they weren't expecting you know it, they didn't know like he wasn't taking first team reps. And again, he's 40 years old. He goes out there and plays his heart out. Apparently he plays through a torn hamstring, uh, which wow. he eventually gets surgery on, um, takes a couple shots. And they only, the, the Eagles lose, I think by seven or eight. And there's a shot of him crouched down in the hallway after crying his eyes out. Cause he finally he felt like he let the team down, but uh, the whole team kind of rallied next to him like dude you know it's okay like that it was a moment for him because he finally got to play in a playoff game at the end of his career so i absolutely adore josh mccowan again i could put there's tons of other people that people other players that others value way higher than josh mccowan he's far very far from a hall of famer um but a hall of fame character as a hall of fame person uh josh mccowan is very fitting on this list i would love to get a Josh McCowan jersey. I actually had one on order one time and it just, it didn't come through. Um, But that's something I would like at some point because I I really, really, really love the person of Josh McCowan. So that is my number 10. Love it. Absolutely love that pick. He's a a great story. He's a great story. Um, Uh, (laughs) You're good, brother. Um, We're we're so off. We're off. uh, Our timing's off. It's been too long. There we go. Yeah, exactly. We need to, we need to get our rhythm back again. That's all. Um, yeah, Zoom always makes it weird too. That's uh, <laughs> my number nine is someone who's currently playing, and I have a lot of admiration for, but he's not up there for me just yet, especially because of how much he torches the teams I like a lot of the time. Um, this is Derek Henry. I'm oh yeah, about. man, you have no choice to respect this guy because of how freaking fast he is as such a huge dude. Every time I see like pictures of him next to regular people, it terrifies me how large this man is. And when you see him get through a gap and just run 95 yards on a guy, like just breaking through all these different people all the time, there's something special about that. There are a few guys have that. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has that. Yes. Uh, Derek Henry has that. There, there's um, a running back I have on here later on who definitely had that for a while um, and could pull out the stops when it came to a lot of things. But man, Derek Henry is such a problem. And I would love to, this is going to be so terrible to say. I would almost love to see how he was on a good team. Uh, like that wasn't necessarily the Titans. And like, I I mean, I'm not saying the Titans are bad, but like, they're just okay nowadays. And they never seem to like put it together. If you put him on like a championship calendar, like 
what the hell would him and Mahomes do together? That'd be terrifying. That's yeah, a terrifying that. thought. Nobody wants that. Um, yeah, the man is a super athlete. I love watching him just because of the, the phenomenon he is. Uh, so I put him at number nine on my list. That is an excellent choice. I love Derrick Henry. Um, love Derrick Henry. He's been kind of carrying the Titans for a couple of years, but him and uh, Ryan Tannehill in 2019 was a special uh kind of combo because Tannehill was was actually really good back then and ended up leading the uh the Titans to the AFC championship game. But um yeah Henry's a freak, right? I think he just a couple years ago he went over two thousand yards rushing and he still he still knows how to produce, man. He still knows how to produce. If I was to get any Titans player jersey right now, um it would be Derrick Henry. And I'm I I wanted a visit. I was hoping that I'd have the opportunity when I went to Tennessee uh, to go to the Titans gift shop and buy one just to be like, hey, I was here. And I, I, I like if I go to a new stadium, I that's something I want to do is buy a jersey. Like, I feel like it's it's almost mandatory. Uh, but Derrick Henry is very deserving on, on, on a top 10 favorite NFL player list. So I think that is a great choice. But thank you, sir. All right. My number nine. This is the last, I think, really um, like what the fuck uh, kind of kind of pick. Uh, my number nine is a guy that nobody likes uh, except me. Uh, he just he he doesn't care. Um, I'm talking about smoking Jake Cutler um, is my number nine. I love Jay Cutler because everybody hates Jay Cutler, and that's why I just I I any, everything he does I I hate reality TV. I loved the the his, the show with his wife, uh, Kristen uh, Cavallari, um, Barry Cavallari. I think that was the name of the show. Um, I loved it because of him. He just did not give a shit about anything. Um, Cutler was one of those guys who just he had a bad reputation. Um, he got hurt in the 2011-12 NFC Championship game, and he got dogged by a lot of people like Stephen A. Smith and others because he, he was hurt and he didn't go out there and put his team in a position to win. I think the bears were the number one seed that year. And if they would have won, they would have bounced the Packers out and uh, they would have played the Steelers in the Super Bowl. Um, but Cutler took a lot of heat. I first personally fell in love with him when the Dolphins signed him. Tannehill went down with an injury and and everyone's like, oh, God, who are the Dolphins going to sign? Who are they going to sign to say to, to get us through the season? And recently retired Jay Cutler gets the phone call <laughs> and signs. Everyone's just bad. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to ride with this. I went and ordered his jersey. And I actually went to the Bills Dolphins game in that jersey. I, I dowel up my hair like his when I still had hair. And I brought fake cigarettes to smoke because he was smoking Jay Cutler. I remember you did that. <laughs> the pictures just turned up the other day. It was great. It was so good. Um, he had some. He had some great moments, you know, as a dolphin and in, in other places as well. Um, you know, I, I, my favorite game I ever watched was he tore up the Patriots. This is 2017. Was it 2017? Yeah, there's 20. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it was 2017 Patriots. Um, tore them up they were down in Florida and, and Cutler had like the game of his, his life down there. And it was so cool to watch him kind of get that, um, get that moment and just ball out like that. And uh, it just, and that, that was his last season playing. Um, 
he's moving on to bigger and better things, I think. But yeah, Jay Cutler is uh he's he's great. I think his wife uh, she told him he was lazy what like after he retired, like all them years playing football, and he I think I gotta find this quote. It's gotta bother me. Um I think he said something about telling her to get a real job or something like that. It was um Hold on. Yeah, let's, that's yeah. messed up. Um, oh, she wanted five million dollars. No, here's it. Well, here's one thing. Uh, um, Cavalry wanted five million dollars to buy a house and Cutler froze her accounts and told her to get a job because she was ba- I mean, I, I don't know what she did previously. Forgive my ignorance, but he made a lot of money over his career. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cutler's Cutler's great. Cutler's great in my opinion. So hell of an arm too. Really good arm. Um, talented dude. So I, I I appreciated Jake Cutler for what he was. So um, that is my number nine. Hell yeah, I absolutely love that. I I I had a feeling he was going to come up, and I just didn't know how high it was going to be. And I'm kind of happy he landed at that spot. That's I think it's a fair spot. Yes. I, I I think it is. Like <sighs> if you would have asked me that five years ago. Top three all time. Mm-hmm. It depends on when you ask me this question too. I think this is one of those lists that is very interchangeable, obviously with new players and stuff every year, but um, the Jay Cutler fever five years ago was, uh, was pretty intense, pretty intense. Love it, Love it I, man. I actually played a Madden season with him and won the Super Bowl. He, uh, <laughs> he, had, the, he had the passing touchdowns record that year. It was great. It was so good. I'm so, sure he appreciated that. I'm sure he he still has yet to tweet me back. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, what do you got for number eight, bud? My number eight, uh, you talked about before how you also enjoy what people do off the field. And that's what makes uh, the player to you just their character and how that speaks to you. Uh, my number eight is going to be uh, someone who. You know, I don't know if a lot of people would put them or him on their list for favorite players, but his community work is so good everywhere he goes. Um, I'm talking about Lorenzo Alexander. Uh, yeah, the yeah, yep. linebacker uh, for multiple different t- teams. He played for, I believe, 15 years uh, in the NFL on and off. Nice. long uh, run. Yes, really nice long run um, and ended his career with the bills, um, which is where I got to kind of become familiar with him a little bit. Um, my, my love for him comes from the fact that I would see him at all these events around here, like doing Dion Dawkins has a big presence right now with yeah. a lot of the community stuff he does. Lorenzo Alexander was doing a lot of that too, before he came in, before Dion was the guy Lorenzo, uh, Lorenzo Alexander was doing a lot for the community. And uh, I used to see like posters and pictures for him all the time. And it's it's of course after, you know, he's been having such a productive career with the Bills too. So to have that combination of, oh yeah, you're helping the team as much as you're helping the community. That's a big thing for me. Um, And I also got to know him a little, like a little tiny bit as a person uh, because I used to work at a Panera Bread that was over in Hamburg near the oh. stadium. Oh, uh, no kidding. Yeah, Julia and I both used to work out there at one point. And a bunch of people would come in all the time. Uh, but he was the first person 
that like I kind of got to like shoot the shit with a little bit. And it was because the one day he came through my line and I didn't know who he was. And I think he liked that. So he just kept coming back through. And like after the first time I had figured it out. But after that, I just, you know, he would come through. He'd order. I'd talk to him for a second and then like move on. I'd, but yeah. he, li- I think he liked the fact that like I didn't freak out whenever people. I never did. Back then, like, you know someone could have come in and slapped me in the face. I could have told you who it was. Zay Zay Jones used to come through all the time and I would have no idea who the dude was. He's like as tall as me. Dude's like super short. (laughs) He's not very tall. No, not at all. Um, But yeah, he, he was always the nicest guy and I saw him in the community quite a bit. And he's the only defensive player I have on this list too, but I wanted somebody that had a really good presence for what they did. And really, I, I could really stand behind their message. So Lorenzo Alexander made my number eight. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about Lorenzo um, as a person. Uh, and I remember watching him quite a bit as a player. They were clamoring for him to come back after he retired. They were hoping he'd come back um, and, and, and contribute a little bit. Uh, so yeah, Lorenzo is a great one. And, uh, and I, I partially, I, I, I can't say I partially, you know, I, I could like partially expect him to be on your list because I know you're a big character guy when it comes to football players, and and yeah, Lorenzo is he means a lot to the community, he, he still does, he still lets this day. So, great choice, bud. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you. My number eight, this is where I'm going to put, um, I'm going to put my first of several Colts players, um, but the only one who's actively a Colt, um, and his name is Shaquille Leonard. All right, formerly known as Darius Leonard. Uh, this dude is one of the, I think he's my only, de- he's my only defensive player on here as well. Um, but man, the the intensity that this dude plays with, um, he's so good at what he does. When he's healthy, when he's upright, like he's so good. He, sh- he was robbed of defensive player of the year a couple times. Um, like he, there was a one point where he had like a turnover every game. Um, this is a couple years ago. And he was just so good, but he's been dealing with injuries a lot lately. He has a lot of, um, um, he's had a lot of back issues. Uh, and, and, and I, th- I think he had, it, it went down to his ankle. Um, but he's trying to get back into his groove a little bit. But one thing I've always admired about him too, is that he's always, always, always been open about his mental health. And you and I are people who have dealt with that personally. And we're not the only people in the world who deal with that personally. And, uh, like he's made it very obvious and very known. Um, there's people that go after him all the time on Twitter and they're like, Oh, how could you be upset? You know, you have all these millions of dollars. I work every, you know, all these hours in my life and I still can't afford to put food on the table for my family. And it's like, like, dude, I get your predicament. I, I understand you're upset, but it's not this guy's fault. Um, mental health is real, uh, issues are real and money doesn't fix everything for everybody. Um, I, it, it, it helped me out quite a bit, you know, when I got my, when I was working 12 hours a day and it, seven days a week for three months straight, um, probably a little bit longer than that, but I, it, 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 it I still felt like I was empty inside. So, um, 
so Shaq being open about it has been, you know, it, it's been great. He's been a big part of the Colts have a uh, mental health awareness program called kicking the stigma. And I actually finally got to buy a t-shirt uh, when I went to Indy the other day, uh, which is really nice. Um, but Shaq is great. Uh, dude plays with a lot of heart. He's, he's, oh, he's just so like, he knows how to fire up the crowd. Like it was like, first or second down usually everybody gets up on third down and all Shaq had to do was raise his arm a couple times and the whole crowd got like um fired up he just has a lot of passion and fire when he plays um and I'm hoping he gets back to his old form soon but he's a he's a he's he's really really good he's the next Colts jersey I want to get I'm just hoping he stays upright I worry about buying his jersey and then him having an unfortunate injury but one thing he also does too, um, when he gets tagged or sees stuff where people are disrespecting him on Twitter, he goes and likes it and uses it as ambi- as fuel and ammunition. You can go on his Twitter, click it, look under his likes, and and a lot of it is just people bashing him and stuff. And I've always liked that. I've always found that to be an interesting approach. So, um, Shaq Leonard is my number eight. Love it. Yeah, that's and the mental health thing is really really big for me. Um, yeah. And that's the thing that I need to get more in depth with, with the players is learning their personal like interests and what they care about and stuff like that. Because I still feel like that part of the world, I'm still lacking on just a little bit. It takes time. It's, it certainly takes time. Um, You know, I, again, I had to immerse myself in it when I was doing the podcast. So it, it made it a little bit easier, but it comes with time can't force what you know that stuff but yeah there are a lot of great players out there my man um and i'm sure you'll find you know one or two outside of this list that you you can relate to um bills or not that you just absolutely fall in love with i'm sure for sure um all right what do you got for number seven my number seven is another more recent player but it's someone who i get a lot of enjoyment watching even though it's not my team just because of how freaking talented he is and that's justin jefferson um Yep. Man, I I could watch this kid play every freaking day of the week. Wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, if people don't know. And he's the number one wide receiver in the league without question. Yeah. It's I, When I think of him, I think of that catch he made against the Bills last year oh uh, around God. midfield where he just kind of got it with one hand and somehow brought it down. Like, I don't know how he held on to that ball. I don't know I how he held. It, it, when people make insane catches like that, I have a, a, a crazy respect for them. But it's not just the insane catches he makes. He catches everything that's thrown at him pretty much. He is so good at getting open, getting people off of him, and just grabbing the ball wherever it may be. He He's good at finding it and i think him and cousins have a good uh chemistry too which helps but man jefferson is something super special in the league right now and to be able to watch him do what he does on a weekly basis this was where we were talking about uh fantasy and just starting to get into stats and stuff he's where i really started seeing like oh he puts up a lot of numbers like all the time i could really keep track of the things he did week to week when he was on my team last year yeah and it was impressive stuff i i am nothing but impressed every time i watch him play with the vikings so 
he found a spot at my number seven. Now that is a great choice. Jefferson is like elite. I think this is his third year. And he has, right? I think this is his third year. I think it is. And he has, yeah, he has the most receiving yards or touch. I think it's yards um, than any other player in the first four years. So in three years, he's done what he's done better than every other wide receiver before him has done in, in four, um, which is incredible. And uh, yeah, he's such a, he's such a talent. He, undoubtedly the number one wide receiver. Uh, I think he's got a pretty good quarterback to go with him. I like Kirk Cousins a bunch um, and he gets in the ball. Uh, you know, the, the Vikings issues are not, they have nothing to do with Kirk Cousins currently, but Jefferson always knows how to get the ball. He knows how to get open and he knows how to make great catches like that catch. You mentioned, you can't defend that. How do you defend that? You can't. Um, and a whole lot you could do about it. He's just, Justin Jefferson is just that damn good. So I love that choice for your number seven. Thank you, sir. All right. My number seven, um, I'm going to put a current Bills player on here. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on your list as well. Um, I'm going to put Stefan Diggs on at my number seven. Uh, I have enjoyed watching Stefan Diggs ascension in the nfl all right first from being in minnesota having a hodgepodge of qbs to throw at his throw his way um you know whether it was teddy bridgewater sam bradford uh case keenum kirk cousins um he's always delivered and out here in, in buffalo it, like he was the number two he was a really good number two to adam thielen um, and then they kind of just switched when Stefan Stefan just took off and it became um, what he is. Uh, he is a part of my favorite sports moment, favorite football moment, the Minneapolis miracle. Um, watching him catch that pass, take off the commentary. You know, I've, I've mentioned it on the show before. I can still picture it. Um, digs, sideline, touchdown. Takes the helmet off, whips it across, arms extended and the celebrations going. And not too long after that, there's a giant skull chant erupting as the Vikings upset the, uh, uh, upset the, the, the saints, uh, Steph coming to Buffalo. Um, he is probably the, I do have a Josh Jersey. I don't love it, but Stefan, I would, I would probably buy and wear, um, a Diggs Jersey because I, I like his character. I have the fortunate experience, my massage therapist, uh, I'm not going to name drop her, even though it would probably be a nice plug, uh, but I don't want to give out like personal info or anything like that. I, I do know who you're talking about, though. You do? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. More so for the listener's sake, I don't want to expose, even though her, her business is tremendous. Um, Stefan Diggs is her, um, is one of her clients um, for massages, as well as a host of other Bills players. And I get to hear firsthand about the character that Stefan is. And I think he's very, very misrepresented in sports media. Uh, we just had an incident here on Buffalo last week with uh, Maddie Glab saying some very um, ignorant stuff about Stefan. And um, he got caught on, on a microphone and uh, Stefan was upset. Rightfully so. Um, and he was right. Cause I think a lot of it's way too easy for sports media people to, vilify players to push their own um, agendas, their own perspectives. And um, 
she ended up eating a big shit sandwich because of it. Deservedly so. Uh, Stefan is a great human being. He's he's like a funny asshole from everything that I heard that I hear. And and I understand why he standoffs with people he doesn't know. Um, but he's very from every all the stories I've been told. Um, he's a funny dude. I would love to just shake his hand someday because I think he's just that great. I love the video of him um, pulling the kids out of the field um, and taking pictures and catching a football with them. Like that stuff is incredible to me um, when a player does that. And I just had, I had another player that just missed the top 10 because he, he, he did JJ Watt was a, was a near miss for uh, a near on this list for me um, because he would interact the way he interacted with kids. Uh, JJ would go around the stadium and play catch with every single kid. Didn't matter if it was a Texans Jersey or another team's Jersey would go and play catch. Um, But Stefan's really good to the kids too. And I think he's, um, he's thrown under the bus constantly um, to prop up other people. And I'll leave it at that. But Stefan Diggs is my number seven. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll add something about him in a little bit because he's he's definitely gonna make an appearance on my list just a little higher up. Uh but yeah, that's it's really cool to hear about that. Uh it, he he just seems like he would be a cool guy to have a beer with or just like laugh with for a little bit, talk to for half an hour. He is a yeah, I've the do the stories I I I don't even know how to explain it, but yeah. he seems like a guy who can just go anywhere, like just sit around a couch and 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 watch something and just just laugh constantly. Um, he just that's how he comes off. So, yeah. um, kudos to Steph. Um, yeah, dude, very misunderstood, and uh, I wish I wish people could hear the the good things that I get to hear. Yeah, exactly. And and on that same note too, I'm so proud of LK, man. I used to sit behind them in high school. Me and Randy would it's it's and we just talk wrestling all the time. And like to see how those worlds meshed and how like everything else has come in life. Life is so cool. Really it is. Cool. It really is. Yeah. Um, all right. We're on to our number six. Yeah. Right. Number yeah. six. What do you got? Uh my number six, this is where it starts getting a little tough. But I think at my number six, I am going to put uh one of my favorite Bills players, Mr. Fred Jackson. Very um good. I really enjoy Fred Jackson for a lot of reasons. The biggest reason I like him, other than the fact that he was so down for Buffalo and still is, is the fact that he was around when the Bills were not good at all. Like at all. They were not good. And he was the one consistent thing that was good every year. Like he did so much for the team. He drove down it drove so much offense. There were times where like his runs were the only thing that was getting yardage. Like the only thing. And he always just was down. He was just down for the team. He was a team player to the end. I'm so glad they bring him back as uh, the Bills legend every once in a while because he deserves legend status for the Bills. That guy put the team on his back forever when things were so inconsistent, quarterback-wise, wide receiver-wise, everything-wise. like so, so bad. But then there was Fred just doing his freaking thing. 
had to sit through every era, the T.O. era, the E.J. Manuel era, the Kyle Orton era, the, all these ter- the Mario Williams era, like yeah. weird, weird, weird seasons. LaShawn McCoy being with us and then getting hurt. And then like, uh, man, bad, like bad times he had to sit through and he's still Buffalo through and through. And I will always love him for that like, because that's how you know. That's how you know a guy is really down for the cause. When Even when the team sucked, they just embrace the culture forever, and they still do. That's one of the reasons he didn't make my list, but Ryan Fitzpatrick's on yes. I, I, a forever favorite of mine, specifically for him being at that Patriots game. and, and With his shirt off? Yes. Like just... wigging out. And I'll never forget my uh, Tyler's brother, Nick, uh, was at that game. It was like a like three rows or so uh, in front of Fitzpatrick. So he took a picture with him and he put it up and uh, he said something about. He was like, he was like my quarterback forever. And then. His wife commented on it and said, does he have his shirt off? And he goes, dude, ripped it off right at the start of the fourth quarter. Legend. <laughs> and like just and it was it was the most perfect summary of exactly how he was that night. I love people like people that can see the sports fan base in Buffalo for what it actually is, other than the drunk, rowdy assholes that make it terrible. I I will forever be invested in those athletes. That's why, guys, when. When Eichel said all that stuff about Buffalo after he left, I was so mad because we're really supportive of our athletes. And when people turn and they say like, oh, they're not really this, they're not really that, that it's like there's something wrong with you. Like that was a you problem when you came to Buffalo. It wasn't us. Yeah. Yeah. He was supposed to change the culture here and just uh, it just didn't work out. It it was really small time because, yeah, um, Buffalo fans are loyal to their players almost to a fault. Um, they expect greatness. They expect greatness, and you know they 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 love these players. And they they hope for love in return, and uh, more often than not, it is returned. More often than not, it is. So, um, yeah, that's a great choice, dude. Yeah, Fred Jackson is great. I remember Bills fans were heartbroken when they moved on from him. Um, really heartbroken. I think they either traded or released him, and he signed with Seattle, and he was like back up to Marshawn out there. So. Um, so yeah, but that is an excellent choice, my friend. Excellent Thank choice. You. Thank you, sir. All right. My number six is, um, is he my last current? He is. He's my last current. Um, he is very loved and very hated. And, um, there's not a whole lot in between. I have Aaron Rodgers as my number six. I, I absolutely adore Aaron Rodgers um, and another in my in my personal opinion and you know nobody has to agree with it but very misunderstood um, player I like that he rolls to the beat of his own drum when the whole world is telling him that he's wrong he's this he's that he's a piece of shit um, he's just like no I'm not <laughs> and he just keeps on trucking and I, I like his ability to think for himself I really truly do. Um, some of my favorite moments since 2015, when I started really watching football, um, Aaron Rodgers has been a part of, um, whether it's the, 
multiple Hail Marys. Um, you know, that he that he's hit at, and I think he hit like two in a season and there was like a two year stretch where he hit like three of them and it was just amazing. Um, you know, there there's there's stuff like that. There's the you know I own you to the Bears when he's doing the championship belt, <laughs> stuff like that. Um or just, I mean, Jesus Christ, how good of a football player he is. Go look at his stats. All right. Until last year. All right. So 2022. All right. Prior to that, between 05 and 2021, he had less than 100 interceptions over his career. All right. That is a fraction, about a, less, a little bit less than a third of what his predecessor, Brett Favre, had. He was a notable gunslinger. Aaron Rodgers was so smart with the football. He just never had a complete team, you know, when when the time was right. And, well, he did. They won a Super Bowl. But, man, if you threw Aaron Rodgers on those Patriots teams, oh, my God, they're winning. They'll probably win the same amount of Super Bowls, and we'd be looking at Rodgers' career a lot differently. But, obviously, that, that was not to be. Um, I'm very glad that people who watched Hard Knocks got to see how good of a person Aaron Rodgers actually is when he's not getting lambasted by the media as being selfish. Um, people were generally sad. And I was sad um, when he tore his Achilles four plays in, I was very upset. Um, I was sorry for jets fans. Um, and I was just sorry for Aaron because can you imagine that all that hype you get traded away, you go to a destination you want to go. They love you. Um, the city loves you. New York city loves you. And you're supposed to be the savior. And then four plays in, you're just getting done. You know, ran out carrying the American flag for nine 11 and you tear at your popular Achilles. Um, heartbroken. I am excited and elated to see because he wants to come back. Apparently he had a, a unique procedure and he could be back by mid January. Um, if the jets happen to make the playoffs, we might not we might not be the end of uh, Aaron Rodgers this year, but I'm excited to see what he does when he comes back. I, I would still like an Aaron Rodgers Jets jersey. I that's that's how much I I I, I love him. So um, Aaron Rodgers is my number six. Yeah, he as much as I've kind of joked about that and with other people too. He got such a bad break, and God, I would hate if it were my quarterback or things like that, that it happened. So I don't like seeing yes. anybody get injured, Correct. especially after like with the DeMar Hamlin thing last year, I never want to see any, anybody get injured in football ever yeah. again. I never want to see anything bad happen any to anyone anywhere. I'm a huge UFC fan. And I say that when you're trying to like knock the guy out, that's the whole point of the sport. Right. But, yeah, he's he was putting up MVP numbers his entire career before last year. And I think it sucks that we there are still so many unanswered questions on what he could have been doing. I do think that the Bills get demolished in that game if he stays in there I, last Monday. I think they get demolished with how they looked. I probably I would probably have to agree with that. And that's even that's- it's, uh, sorry, the the no, fact that uh, Dallas, they were keeping it even with for a little bit the other day, that would have, uh, Rodgers would have capitalized on that, and they would have scored a lot more 
and it would have been oh, way man. more competitive until like Dallas pulled away. And I don't think Dallas would have pulled away like that if you put Rodgers back in the situation. No, no. Yeah. Um, Rodgers has seen so much in his career. Again, he's a very intelligent quarterback um, and he sees the game a lot differently than a Zach Wilson. Um, Zach Wilson has to go out there and earn knowledge right now where Aaron has over a, ve- a very long period of time. Um, and it's a little unfair to Zach Wilson. I mean, it's the NFL, so I got it is what it is. You got to kind of get it or get the hell out. But, um, but yeah, it's a it's a tough situation right there. So, but yeah, love a Rod. I I would have put them in a Super Bowl odds this year with if a Rod stuck it out. I really would have. So yeah, yeah. Depending on how they or especially with how they look now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, I would have. So, all right, that is our number six. We're on to our top five. Dan, who do you got at number five? Top five, um, I'll put Stefan in this spot uh, for all the things that you mentioned. He's a fantastic athlete. Uh, The miracle in Minneapolis is the most incredible thing that I've ever seen sports-wise. The amount that it got replayed, I've never seen a clip gain so much traffic online the next day as that one did. Yeah. Um, but more than anything, dude, I love Stefan Diggs because he bet on himself. That was that's the biggest thing for me uh, above everything else with it. People said he was a pretty boy in Minnesota. They said that he was a diva, that he was asking for too much, that he was doing this, he was doing that. He bet on himself and went somewhere else and said, fine, I'll be the wide receiver one for another team and I'll and I'll be super productive there. In his first season with Buffalo, he became a standout in the league immediately. He became mm-hmm. top five in the league immediately. And he's surrounded by a great team in that and a team that will support him and, you know, say what you will about McDermott. And I don't have the nicest things to say about him right now or Dorsey, but I, uh, he creates an environment of, you know, we're doing this together one week at a time. And he came in and he immediately shifted to that vibe. And I think, uh, I I think that says quite a bit uh, about him and about the athlete he is and the quality of athlete he is. And like you said, to see him like, uh, playing catch with kids on the sidelines or bringing kids on the field or how good he is to his fans. Um, That sports illustrated for kids cover. He did with Josh will always be one of my favorite pictures ever with where he's on his back. I, I like, I just think, I think he's the perfect face for this era of the bills right now. I think that I, I think it's so cool to have, significant players or people who are presenting themselves as significant in a sense because everybody is for their teams but he carries himself like he's significant so i will put him at number five and it's a great choice great choice obviously i do not um i do not disagree with that one so um and i don't have too much more to add all right, uh, my number five, I'm going with a running back. Uh, this is one of the, the first running backs I ever really uh, fell in love with. And um, his name is Marshall Falk. And for those who don't know Marshall Falk, Marshall Falk was um, a very, very important piece on the greatest show on turf. Okay. For those who don't know what the greatest show on turf is, 
Uh, go search it up on YouTube. It was a great, uh, one of the best offenses of all time. Uh, Kurt Warner, who was a backup, uh, he was a cashier that they pulled up. Uh, they needed somebody. Trent Green got hurt, and they're like, all right, we're just going to rally behind Kurt Warner, and we're going to be okay. One of the be- best, like, rags to riches stories, in my opinion, if you can call it that. Um, Marshall Falk was the centerpiece running back. And from what I remember, um, he was one of the first receiving running backs, one of those guys, you know, a a receiving running back, basically a guy who can go out and catch passes and go. He's the first one that really stands out in my memory. And they also had two great wide receivers, Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce, uh, amongst other pieces too. Um, They won a Super Bowl in 99. And I was really, really excited for the Rams. They had really cool team colors. And um, I also like Marshall Falk because he happened to, he played for the Colts. Uh, he actually was drafted by the Colts in 94 and had some outstanding times there uh, that he wanted a big contract. They wouldn't pay him um, in Indy and they sent him to the Rams and they ended up getting uh, drafting Edger and James that year. But um, when it comes to Marshall Falk, like again, just an electric fun running back he had a, Electric, I mean, absolutely just electric run. He is a Hall of Famer. He was a seven-time Pro Bowler, um, three-time All-Pro. He has a Super Bowl ring to his name again in 99, played in the 01 season. But he also, one of my very first favorite Madden games, 2003, he was the cover athlete for it. Um, Falk was everything. Um, So, so, so damn good. So uh, Marshall Falk comes in at at number five. Definitely had a poster of him in my room Um, because I remember I had a Kurt Warner one. I think I had a lot of the greatest show on turf because little story about me. So when we did our magazine list, we talked about Sports Illustrated for Kids and why it's my favorite magazine of all time. Uh, So because my dad is an illustrator and also a student of the game, he's been a student of illustration and art forever he would collect all of them too as back issues for me and to see his art that or art that his friends would do too in there because he'll point out stuff that like he knows people doing all the time it's hilarious um but i when i got older i used to read back through all of them and i'd pull out the posters that they had and so so that's how i know about um Guys that are older, like Joe Montana and um, Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk and Deion Sanders when Deion Sanders was in in his prime. Uh, Yeah, really, really great key athletes from the late 90s and early 2000s I learned about through that. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, that's I mean, that's a good way to learn. Um, He's also the very first victim of the Madden curse. I remember too. I remember hearing about the Madden curse because he got on and the year he got on, he got hurt and he was never the same again. Um, so there's that part of, there's like a, there's like an aura about Marshall Falk to me too. Um, I had an opportunity to get his Colts jersey a couple years ago and I didn't take it. I uh, kind of regret that. And obviously I could still get it too, but um, yeah, Falk's a good one. Uh, for those who've never seen him play before, go look it up. It's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So, all right, my friend, your number four favorite NFL player of all time. My number four. um, So I can't have Stefan Diggs without having Josh Allen on here. Um, So, yes, he's going to fall in at my number four because he's working his way up to um, his legacy. But he's obviously not there yet because he's still playing and still learning and developing. 
Um, I like Josh's character, man. I there there's something about it. Like I'm sure behind closed doors, you know, you don't necessarily know who a person is, but he's always smiling. I love like seeing him it, like the calm smile he has. He's always learning from how much better he's gotten. He like over the years from his rookie season to where he is now, even though he's not perfect, the willingness to learn and the willingness to uh, really play to the best of his ability is something very admirable for me. Uh, He's the first football jersey I've ever bought. So I have to put him in my top 10. Uh, to an extent, because, you know, I own the jersey. I wear it every week for the game. Uh, yeah, he's just he's the face of this era. He's the face of why Buffalo sports fans are forgetting who they are now, because they're so damn spoiled with how good this team is and how consistently good things have been. They forget what it's like to have people that suck. And he's another one. He's in the community all the time. You know, the Western commercials he's he's doing. You see him on billboards for things all the time for community stuff. Um, you know, he's getting national commercials now too, which is really he's getting cool. national. He just did the Tostitos is, one, the with the all the Jerry Rice and Emmett Smith, and he's and doing Dan that. Marino. Is yeah. it Verizon or T-Mobile, whichever he's got to, or is popping yeah. out of the bushes? Like, I How think cool is that. I think it's awesome. And this is a kid from Wyoming who like, or from California who went to Wyoming, who like people wouldn't take a chance on at all. He's not, he has all this odds stacked against him. He shouldn't be a QB one for a major organization with a major contract. He shouldn't be because of how, how high the odds were stacked against him. But the dude shows and proves all the time. And you know, I don't know if we'll get that Super Bowl. I, I don't know because no team knows. I've seen the best squads ever in sports not get it. I, I've seen crazy things happen. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. I want it. I think if it's going to come, it's got to be this year or next year for them. Um, But I will always 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 love josh allen because people talked about jim kelly and doug flutie and big qbs like that and i never had that and now i can appreciate what that's like so thank you josh for showing me uh the good end of buffalo sports and welcome to the number four on my list excellent yeah uh josh is very deserving he's one of the most talented football players um i've ever seen um you know for buffalo's sake Hey, he can he can settle down a little bit, all right. The ints, but um, he's really cool. Um, he has two first names, Josh and Allen. He also, me and him have the same birthday, uh, which is really really cool. Oh, really? So we do May twenty first. Um, obviously he's a little bit younger than I, but um, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's really cool that you know again, Bills players never got national commercials or, um were regarded as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Not since Jim Kelly. Um, and that was 20 years prior to Josh coming here, a little bit more than 20 years. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's one of them things, man. It's uh, it's really, really neat to see um, that the bills are getting national attention. I know I, I give bills fans a hard time and, 
it's it, I, I've notoriously given them a hard time, and it's been back and forth. Um, yeah, they, I, they, they I, give I, you a hard time too. To be I, fair, in all fairness, they started it, um, but I, I'm I'm I've I'm embracing it now. I'm starting to embrace it now. So, um, and it's really neat to see. So, excellent choice. Thank you. So, so you did say that um, that Josh was your first football jersey, right? Yes, that's I heard that correctly. Okay. So the next two on my list are um, were both my first football jerseys that I ever purchased. Uh, the first one is a running back. He uh, from the then San Diego Chargers, uh, Ladanian Tomlinson at our studio. I actually recently uncovered and found uh, his jersey that I had. Um, I remember going to oh fudge. It wasn't, was it Foot Locker? One of those big name ones. And they had, it, it was one of two jerseys that I could buy. And I was enamored with it because he was really good. And they had the powder blue jersey, which I've talked about very highly over the years. LT, um, the newer LT, Ladanian Tomlinson, was one of the most electric running backs I have ever seen he was not the one who caught passes and and he did it all and this dude um if you go look at some of his play electric his statistics unbelievable how consistent he was um he ended up finishing his career with the jets after uh yeah after nine years he kind of tapered off in 2009 and they he ended up going to the jets and um he finished off there. He had a, it was it wasn't a great run. It wasn't a great run there. But I remember, you know, just early on how good he was. And then I'll never forget his 2006 season. Um, let me read off some of these stats for you. Um, so 2006, this dude probably could have and should have won MVP. Um, I think Brady won it that year. No, he was the MVP that year. Duh. Um, Usually running backs don't get the league MVP. I free, That eclipsed me, but it, obviously deserving. So um, 1,815 rushing yards, 28 rushing touchdowns, um, and he averaged 113.4 yards per game. He also caught 56 passes for 508 yards and three receiving touchdowns that year too. So this dude was a freak. 2,323 um total yards that year and 31 touchdowns. Uh, he is a hall of famer deservedly. So, and his trio with him, Antonio Gates and Phillip rivers was one of the best trios of all time. And, uh, yeah, uh, worship, worship, worship Ladanian Tomlinson. Um, so he's my number four. Love it. Love it. That's an excellent pick. Thank you. All right. Moving on to number three, what you got for us? My number three, I was never I I was never a big fan of the teams he played for, but I was very electrified by this person and this person's leadership on his teams and the fact that uh he brought them to so many championships and uh conference championships and things like that. Uh, I'm talking about the great Peyton Manning. Uh, so the first time I ever took an interest in your Colts, yep, I, uh, I put, no, 
First time I ever got interested in your Colts was the first year they won a Super Bowl in our lifetime, which was oh, 2006. Six. Yes. Yeah, the 06, 07 season. Yep. Yes, when – um. Oh, shoot. Who's coaching them at that time? Tony Dungy. Uh, Tony, Tony Dungy. Dungy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. When Tony Dungy was to- was coaching them. Um, and I was I loved the Colts that season. I thought they were an excellent, excellent, excellent team. But Peyton was just such a damn good quarterback, man. He his leadership in every game that uh, if that mattered that he brought them to was so uh, man, it was inspiring. I just loved hearing him and hearing him talk and his love of football and him wanting to get better. Um, so he got that one and then he gets the Broncos one at the end of his career, which everybody counted the Broncos out that year because Cam Newton and the Panthers were supposed to be unstoppable in that and they game. They were a great team. They were they a were, great team. They were a great team. Peyton didn't play a bunch of games that season because he was hurt that entire last run, but yeah. he did it and he led them to the win in that game and they, and when it came down to it, he played his ass off. Um, you know, him and Brady went back and forth in so many conference championships, and it kind of was a coin toss either way, depending. But yeah, I I absolutely loved watching Peyton play. He holds tons of records that'll never be broken, and when you have him being debated against. Tom Brady is like the best quarterback of all the time of all the time of all time. Uh, you know, you're something special in that case. So Peyton Manning is my number three. Excellent. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's actually my number three as well. Yes. Um, because, uh, well, there's a, there's a lot of reasons. Um, Peyton was the the reason why I became a Colts fan, and uh, it's really cool to see other people that um, that appreciate him. I know uh, our mutual friend David um, also loved Peyton Manning very much, and we we got to connect and bond over that, um, which is really neat. Uh, but yeah, Peyton I, when Peyton got drafted, I kind of liked the I liked the Colts colors, and I kind of liked the I liked everybody back then, but um, but. To see him go out there and play the way that he did, like, he was just so smart. They call him the sheriff because he basically ran the offense. He was like, all right, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to set people up um, and make things happen. Uh, I get, I rag on Peyton sometimes as a, as a joke because he's just like, man, he he that Super Bowl he won, it was so boring. And then he had a chance to have a Super Bowl moment against the Saints, and he threw a pick six that ended to Tracy Porter. But, like... Uh, Indianapolis is a football town because Peyton. There's a giant statue um, out front of the stadium because of him. They have Lucas Oil Stadium probably because of him. They call it the house that Peyton built. Um, he's an absolute legend around there. But I will never deny all of the all of the great moments that Peyton brought. Right, like he um, he was the other first jersey that I ever had um, with with Ladanian Thomas, and I actually had one of those like T-shirt jerseys before that. Um, but it was just so cool because I was in a, you know, in elementary and middle school, I was surrounded by uh, everything was bills and Packers, actually a lot of Brett Favre jerseys. And I was the only one walking around in a Peyton Manning jersey. So I felt so, uh, unique, different, but unique. 
um, that at least I like somebody that was as great as Peyton. Um, he was, man. He was, he was, he was so good. Um, so, so good. I have multiple versions of his jersey. Um, I still have that original Peyton Manning jersey hanging up somewhere. Um, I have a, quite a few. And, um, yeah, he's just, I, I can't say how much like he means. Like, I, I was, the first time I went to Indy, I st- stood like maybe 100 feet away from him. They were coming out for some jersey or from or, uh, Reggie Wayne celebration or something like that. And he was just like right there. And it was so cool. It was just, Awesome. And it was nice too that, you know, he, he went out on a, on a, with a Super Bowl championship. And uh, it was also nice too because whenever the Colts got bounced from the playoffs, I could always root for Peyton and the Broncos. So there was always that. But yeah, he is my, uh, he is my number three. He is my number three. Very nice. Great choices. Great choices for us. Um, all right, my friend, what is your number two? My number two is going to be, uh, in my opinion, the best thing that ever got away from the bills i'm talking about of course beast mode mr marshawn lynch mm-hmm. um i i put a couple running backs on here because i think the position is so unique i think it's very interesting to watch a design run where a dude's supposed to get through a huddle and some as somehow find a window to just break away and run as fast as you can with the football and people that can do that really well are few and far between and they're fascinating to watch and Marshawn Lynch was electric when he carried a football he was absolutely electric to watch um Beastquake his uh mm-hmm. 65 yard run or so but uh Ray against Mom. The New Orleans Saints in the first round of the playoffs in Seattle, which registered like a ridiculous amount on the Richter scale because of how loud the stadium got from the celebration and how much like activity was made from that. That's one of the greatest runs I could watch. He breaks away from nine people and then stiff arms two, just off of it. Like, get off. No, nope. yeah. no, like when you see people do that, like when uh Derek Henry did that to Josh Norman at one point uh a couple seasons ago, that was the craziest thing. It's crazy to watch people get tossed like babies around. <laughs> I, I think that's, that's such a wild thing. Um, and Marshawn could man, he could find those windows and he could break away. And the dude in his personal life is also so effing funny. I love watching him just in all his endorsements, anything he does. I've told you out here before. I watched this uh show with Will Arnett, uh called I think Murderville is what the name of it is. And they bring a different person in as like a guest every week and they have no idea what's going on. They brought Marshawn on and it's one of my favorite episodes that they've ever done. It's like the stupidest thing, but it's the best. Um, Yeah. I loved watching him play, man. And when I was putting this list together, it was surprising for me how much I actually really enjoyed Marshawn out of everybody that's ever played football, but he comes to my number two. Yeah, no, Marshawn is great, man. Um, one of the great misses, uh, but one of the best NFL personalities ever. There's so many highlights of him. Just He just lives his life, and you can't do nothing but respect and appreciate that. He just he goes out there, and he's just happy. He's going to do what 
Marshawn's going to do what Marshawn's going to do, and there's no controlling it. So, yeah, he is uh, he is amazing. So I think that is an excellent choice as your number two. Thank you. All right, my number two, um, retired way, way, way too young. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be one of the greatest what-ifs in Colts history. Uh, I'm talking about Andrew Luck is my number two. Uh, obviously, uh, Peyton was the superior quarterback as far as a career, but I always found Andrew Luck way more entertaining to watch. Um, Peyton wasn't mobile. That wasn't his thing. If he did break off on a run, it was very awkward, um, but cool. Like, you're surprised. But Andrew, you were confident in watching him that he was going to get stuff done, but you just didn't know how. Was he going to throw a big touchdown pass? Was he going to scramble for it um, and run for a touchdown? Or was he going to pick up a, a a fumble that a running back dropped and then dive into the end zone and risk his body um, to get that touchdown? You, you didn't know. Um, I, I think that Andrew Luck's um, uh, just bare basic at just feel for the quarterback position was, I don't want to say ahead of, I would say it's ahead of his time. Josh Allen, again, minus the interceptions, not trying to be like a dick here, but is what we all hoped that Andrew Luck would be. Um, Big bodied, mobile guy, incredible arm talent, can be pretty accurate. Um, That was what we hoped Andrew Luck would be. Uh, I love Andrew Luck. I thought I actually loved him even more when he retired. I was sad because I knew I'm like, man, we're close to a Super Bowl. We got to be. And then he retired. You have no idea how proud of Andrew Luck I was when he looked up at the whole world, looked up at Colts fans who the Super Bowl hopes were riding high and said, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. Like my body just can't take it. This isn't fun. I don't enjoy this. The balls it took and courage to do that and just walk away from the game forever um, was respect, like just totally respectable. So, um, Miss Andrew, he's coaching. He's actually coaching high school football now, not to in California somewhere, and he's having fun. He's like, a, um, yeah, I think he's like an architect or something like that. Very intelligent human being, and uh, he knew the right time for him. He didn't let his ego or his pride um, sway his decision and stay in football longer, and, and you know, risk getting hurt and never being able to enjoy time with his daughter. Um, I think he just had another kid recently too, but luck is great. And um, a nice lesson everybody about to, you got to take care of yourself um, first and foremost. So, but he was an electric football player and I miss him dearly. Um, Andrew Luck, number two. Love it. Love it, man. I knew you loved him, but I didn't know you loved him that much where he would be that high on your list. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, there's funny instances like when I drafted him and he, re- he retired an hour later, and um, <laughs> there's just stuff like that. And people still like to call him a quitter, and I just I hate that idea. Um, all we have in this world is kind of like uh, deep down, like ourselves, and you find people very easily swayed by the opinions of others. And Andrew was not. He's like, I'm I'm not doing this anymore. I can't. And it's funny because every time we were Colts were looking for another quarterback the last couple of years, everybody was praying and hoping that Andrew was going to come back. And he's like, nah, not happening, not happening at all. So, um, yeah, I do. I, I love Andrew. 
Love, love, love Andrew Luck. So, dude, an hour after you drafted him is brutal. That's Tremendous. the most. That's the biggest beat of all time. That's the worst beat of all time. It was pretty bad. Um, ah. I also drafted a running back that year. I stood up, put his name on the sticker board, and um, sat down. And I got a notification that he tore his ACL or Achilles. Um, so that was a bad draft. Who did you piss off that year? Lord knows. I'm sure there was quite a plenty of people that I did. <laughs> Knowing my track history, I'm sure I did. I could never see that. Um, all right. Very good, my man. We are on to our number one. Um, very excited to hear who yours is, my man. What do you got? Yeah, so you're going to find this one interesting. I think a lot of people are going to find uh, this one very particularly interesting. But it's the reason that I kind of like football as much as I do, because without him playing a very specific game, I wouldn't be uh, as big of a fan of the sport as I am. Um, and he's the mastermind between the destruction of uh, one of my most hated sports people of all time. And that, of course, is Peyton's younger brother, Eli Manning. Ah, um, very good. So I'm a massive Eli fan. I have always had a soft spot for the New York Giants. Um, I drafted Daniel Jones this year. And oh for, for a second, yeah, I drafted him in our league. And for a second yesterday, I kind of was like, I drafted a dud. I stood up for you, dude, and I can't believe you're blowing it. And then they came back and I was like, okay, there's life in you, kid. I see you. I see you. It's coming. So, uh, but before that, in in this terrible, terrible history of the past, like, 15 years of the New York Giants, um, there was Eli. And Eli, in the games that it mattered most, he showed the fuck up always. He always, when they, when they had the ability to have, like, a deep run in the postseason, he always ensured that they were go- that they were going to uh like really push and do as much as they possibly can um but that first super bowl with tom brady man where they went against the undefeated patriots and they just had that life in them and that uh, th- that drive where Everybody remembers the uh, the Victor Cruz helmet catch, right? That oh, was Tyree. That David was, Tyree. That was I always screw that up. No. The David Tyree <laughs> catch. That's how you know that. Like, but then I really didn't know anything about players because I had no idea who people yeah. were. I think um, Cruz caught the. I think Cruz caught the touchdown. The touchdown. The touchdown. And then David Tyree caught the helmet. Yes, I'm pretty sure. it was either I, that one or 2011. I can't remember which one. But yeah, I need Tyree to. Ta- I need to tattoo that on my index finger so that I can <laughs> constantly just reference. Okay, David Tyree caught that ball. Um, people think about David uh, Tyree catching that ball off his helmet, which was insane. Absolutely insane. But what they forget about right before that is Eli got rushed. He got blitzed in that play and had like four people on him. Yeah. Was swallowed up in that and got out somehow. I don't know how, whatever. I don't know what the hell willed him to get out of that 
blitz and into that moment but it was the most amazing thing i've ever seen and then he went and did it a couple years later to prove okay this wasn't a fluke like i just have brady's number here i just do and they they did for a bit and he never had the season he never had the consistent seasons peyton did ever peyton would always have he'd always be consistently good Eli wasn't consistently the best sometimes, and that's where he loses a lot of the legacy as opposed to Peyton. But man, he got two Super Bowl rings before Peyton did, sure and did. that that says that says something. That screams something. The talent in that family, like my God, I would the what I would give to just attend a family reunion and see how they all. Oh, I know, and they got another one coming up. No, another ridiculous. Manning, Arch Manning. He's uh, down in Texas or something like that. One of those schools. He's that kid is going to be really, really good. Yeah, man, really, really good. Um, but yeah, I, I love Eli uh, a lot, and that Super Bowl made me a fan of football, and it made me a fan of Eli. And I've always just had. He's always been the big underdog, and he's a New York guy. Well. I'm New Jersey technically, but a New York yeah. guy. Uh, <laughs> so I put Eli as my number one. Excellent. I love it. I was not expecting that, but I love it. I do love Eli Manning. He's uh due to trip. Um, and it's ironic that my number one is somebody whose career is very closely linked with Eli. Same draft class. Uh, in fact, was drafted by the New York Giants um after the Chargers took Eli Manning. And they swapped. Uh, my number one, I've gushed about him many a time on this show, uh, is Philip Rivers. He is my favorite NFL player of all time. Um, he had the smarts, the brains. He was very intelligent. He had that unpredictable gunslinger mentality. He was this old, not like, well, obviously he got old, but like this, oh God, I don't even know how to describe it. <sighs> He was like a get off my lawn type of like old white dude, like his entire career is the funniest thing. I just enjoyed watching him play because so where I loved Peyton, right? Peyton was was great. He had this cerebral, the arm talent, the accuracy. Philip had a lot of that, but he also added entertainment. He added the trash talk. He had his funny lingo where he doesn't swear. Um, my dude, my favorite. I was so happy when Philip was signed to the Colts that one year. I was I I shed a tear and it, and I, I shared shed a tear when it happened. This was during the COVID. My life stunk, and and there was a couple of stretches of games where he just did good. And I'm mad that that was my only time in the last five years I haven't gone to Indy. Um, but Phil was was great. My favorite moment. He is running again. He's playing in the playoffs. This is 2018 against the Ravens against Lamar Jackson Ravens, who's a running machine. And Phillip takes off for like a 10-yard gain first down, and he holds the ball, and he looks one way, looks the other, looks the other way, and points to a first down. I'm like, Jesus Christ, he's such a child. And I like it's the funniest thing. Um, he'd be mad at me for saying Jesus Christ out loud too. But um, but it was just it was just that. And I don't think yeah, like he, I have so many Philip Rivers jerseys. I want them all. He is one of the very few NFL players that I would absolutely die to meet face to face. Like, 
like I like I want to have a picture with like I'm hoping that he eventually um does like a meet and greet. I would pay anything to go meet him. That'd anything cool. to go and meet him and 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 get to converse with him. Like you've seen that I got the giant fat head, I got a candle, I got a bunch of toys, like Funko Pops and stuff. I Black. you uh, got yeah. you got a bunch of Philip River stuff. You got a, so much stuff. You got a custom uh drawing. Yeah, I got that your dad drew for me. (laughs) Um, I dude, I oh my god, I love him so much. So he is my favorite, um, favorite of all time. So there it is, everybody. Our top ten favorite NFL players. Uh, Dan gets choice next week, and we'll figure it out there. Um, we're back, uh, and we appreciate you as always. Thank you so much, and on behalf of Dan and I, do you even list.